Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, We already covered the uh, Twitter information as was happening live here on the program on Friday, so we won't repeat it as other have this weekend. Um, for those of you who want to remind yourselves of what we discussed, it's all there at marklevinshow.com slash links. And, of course, it's relevant. I, uh, I talked on my Sunday show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, as I have here before and on Levin TV, of the growing police state in this country. And it's significant. Now, when you have a growing police state in our country, it means you're defying the limits of the Constitution. The Constitution protects us from a police state. That's why there's separation of powers. Three distinct branches, and in the legislative branch, two houses. That's why shortly after the Constitution was ratified, there was a Bill of Rights. And... You'll notice that we've had politicians and professors and people on TV saying we should scrap our Constitution and start all over again. Joe Biden has violated the Constitution repeatedly. He's violated separation of powers with his executive orders. And on more than one occasion, the courts have had to stop him. Joe Biden has sought to spend money that has not been approved by the House of Representatives. Joe Biden has violated our immigration laws. Joe Biden is trying to pack the courts. His party 
His party wants to pack the courts. His party seeks to pack the courts by adding members to the Supreme Court. His party wants to destroy the voting system in violation of multiple parts of the Constitution. And yet all weekend long, and even today, we hear about, once more, Donald Trump is the problem because he wants to destroy the Constitution. Bipartisan criticism. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats want to destroy the Constitution. Their media outlets, like the New York Times and their 1619 Project, they want to destroy the Constitution. They have destroyed the reputations of the framers of the Constitution. They besmirch them and character assassinate them. They've taken their homes, like Madison's home, and they've turned it into a, a joke. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech. They oppose freedom of the press unless it's them. The Second Amendment is routinely under attack. Due process rights, warrants based on probable cause. Now we have something called geo-warrants. And I can go on and on, and I have in the past. The Democrat Party hates the Constitution. The media hate the Constitution. Their ideological forebearers, their so-called progressive movement that began in the late 1800s, in part, their entire argument was how to dismantle the Constitution and to do it through a judiciary, an administrative state, executive orders, and you see it happening, the dismantling of the Constitution. I am so sick and tired of what takes place in the media in this country and with the Republicans and the Democrats. You have to hear John Cornyn and others speak out that it is shocking what Donald Trump said. Shocking. Shocking. Trump put out a statement today and he said, I never said eliminate the Constitution. Now, he was president for four years, was he not, Mr. Producer? By my calculation, what did he do to the Constitution? He upheld it. He upheld the Constitution. Unlike Biden. Unlike Biden's Justice Department. Unlike Obama. He's no threat to the Constitution. Ron DeSantis isn't a threat to the Constitution. The originalists on the Supreme Court are not threats to the Constitution. The Marxists are threats to the Constitution, and their party, the Democrat Party, is a threat to the Constitution. And that's the truth. And that is the truth. And so this constant propaganda campaign to distract us, to try and cause you to resent certain candidates to alarm you about certain candidates, Trump, others, DeSantis, and so forth, is part of what Thomas Sowell 
used to talk about. He wrote a book called The Dismantling of America. And that's what you're observing, the dismantling of America. The news shows lead off with Trump wants to destroy the Constitution. I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell happened in 2020 with the pulling down of monuments? With the removing of the names of the founders and the framers of this country and the Constitution? What was that all about? Or the war on the Supreme Court led by Hakeem Jeffries and his elk on the left? What do they think critical race theory is all about? But it's a war on the Constitution. An assault on the rule of law. And yet, as I said, Trump was in office for four hours. Excuse me, four years. Four years. He did none of those things. Biden's been in office two years, and he's done worse. The Democrat Party, if they had their way, can you imagine? Can you imagine what they do to the Constitution? Can you imagine what their justices would do to the Constitution? So what game is this that they're playing? What game is this? It's a disgusting game. And it's endless. The Democrat Party is another example is the party of slavery, is the party of segregation, is the party that was in bed with the Ku Klux Klan. It is the party that supported lynching. It wouldn't outlaw it even when it had super majorities of the House and Senate under Franklin Roosevelt. And he wanted nothing to do with it. That is the outlawing of it. It is the party that filibustered the 64 Civil Rights Act and yet made one of the primary opponents of the 64 Civil Rights Act their leader in the Senate, minority and majority leader, in whom they praised upon his death, Robert Byrd. They elected as Vice President Al Gore, Al Gore Sr. in 1964. Senator from Tennessee, Democrat, participated in that filibuster. The elected president, Bill Clinton, his mentor was Arbel Forbes, a, a full-throated racist and segregationist in Arkansas. And now they have a president in the Oval Office, putative president anyway, who work closely in their early to mid-70s. With the segregationists and racists in the Senate to prevent school integration, our public school integration. And yet they get to tell us who the racists are, and they get to tell us that Trump wants to destroy the Constitution. Tell me, Trump's what, 78 or 79? He's Biden's age. Trump never led any efforts to oppose school integration. Trump never worked with Stennis or Eastland for legislation. As President of the United States, Trump never made any proposal to harm the Constitution. He appointed judges 
who would defend and protect the Constitution. Al Sharpton on the Morning Joe on Friday. As one group wrote, and I can't remember which one, an anti-Semite, an anti-Semite telling us about anti-Semitism. And there he is on the Joe Scarborough show. Who was filling his fat face with lobster at the state dinner for France at the White House. He and the missus. By the way, how come Good Morning America gets rid of that romantic couple on, you know, Joe's history and Mika's, right, Mr. Producer? Just saying. Nobody ever got rid of them. Ah, Joe. So they turned to Al Sharpman to talk about Trump, the Republicans, and anti-Semitism. Now, this is, this is a disgrace. Cut one, go. Well, as a preacher, I can tell you that if you just preach to the choir, if you turn around and there's no one in the audience or in the congregation, you and the choir become irrelevant. And I think that that is what they're doing. They've emptied out the church, so to speak, because people that really do not want to go that far and be perceived or in fact be bigots, biased, anti-Semites, racists are not going to continue to allow them to preach to the choir that they think uh, extols this. And I think that that is the political danger because it also shows you that if you can morally live with that, if you have no problem being perceived as that, then you must deep down inside have some of that bias and bigotry in it yourself. That's why I said, let's see where DeSantis is. Let's see where mm. McCarthy is, because why would you talk Tolerate this unless there's some hidden bias in you. You believe this? DeSantis has been the biggest pro-Israel, pro-Jewish governor in the country. And same as a congressman. And Al Sharpton, of course, we know his disgusting anti-Semitic history in the past. And McCarthy? McCarthy has had to duke it out with the Democrats in the House with Talib and Omar and their ilk demanding a resolution condemning them by name but that was covered up by Pelosi now here's the problem they have the media propagandists so why would Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski bring on Al Sharpton to talk about anti-Semitism why would they do that talk about insensitivity When we come back, Chuck Todd. He's using his interview with Benjamin Netanyahu, who he hates, who all the Democrats hate, who all the liberals in America hate, who Biden hates, who Obama hates, to try and push their agenda. Now, why are the media doing this? Because these people are not reporters. They're relatively young. They're ideologues. They've been brainwashed and indoctrinated, much like the doctors are right now. There's a heavy push in our colleges and universities for this. And what you see in a Chuck Todd or Jake Tapper is the success of these Marxist professors indoctrinating these, these individuals who are all 
Democrats and all ideologues. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, our great nation was founded on the principle of all men are created equal. But far too many of our nation's colleges and universities, including those in the so-called Ivy League, continue to insist on using race as a factor for admissions. And the Supreme Court is deciding a case on this subject right now. But there's a unique American college that doesn't discriminate based on race. It never has, and it never will. And it's my favorite college, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale was founded in 1844 to educate, quote, all persons, irrespective of nationality, color, or sex, unquote. It continues that policy today, admitting students on the strength of their character, ability, and intentions, not their heritage or background. My friend Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College, recently published an article explaining Hillsdale's colorblind policies and its related refusal of government funding, even indirectly in the form of federal student aid. Read it for yourself at levinforhillsdale.com. And after you read it, you may even want to support Hillsdale with a year-end gift. So please go read Dr. Arn's article today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. By the way, Georgia, if you patriots in Georgia need me to tell you to get out and vote and to bring out as many people as you can, then we're not going to win. Because you don't need me to tell you what's at stake. You live in that state, and you're citizens of this country. And as usual, the media, even this evening, are trashing Herschel Walker and barely touching Warnock, who has a horrendous record as a reprobate with anti-Semites all around him and anti-Semites who he has promoted and and racists and racism that he has promoted. There's simply no question about any of it. And his uh, very sketchy, very sketchy um, activities with respect to that that apartment building is a slumlord, basically. Look, I'm not going to spend all night on what the media keep doing and so forth and so on, but we have a huge problem in this country. We have a thoroughly corrupt and dishonest media, which is leading to tragic consequences in this country, a thoroughly corrupt and dishonest social media, with the oligarchs and their platforms, but for Elon Musk trying to expose what took place, working very closely with the government, the FBI, Department of Justice, and the Biden administration, as well as the Biden campaign. These are grave threats to our liberty. Folks, our great nation was founded on the principle of all men are created equal. But far too many of our nation's colleges and universities, including those in the so-called Ivy League, continue to insist on using race as a factor for admissions. And the Supreme Court is deciding a case on this subject right now. But there's a unique American college that doesn't discriminate based on race. It never has, and it never will. And it's my favorite college, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale was founded in 1844 to educate, quote, all persons, irrespective of nationality, color, or sex, unquote. It continues that policy today, admitting students on the strength of their character, ability, and intentions, not their heritage or background. 
My friend Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College, recently published an article explaining Hillsdale's colorblind policies and its related refusal of government funding, even indirectly in the form of federal student aid. Read it for yourself at levinforhillsdale.com. And after you read it, you may even want to support Hillsdale with a year-end gift. So please go read Dr. Arn's article today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the voice the liberals want to silence. But you can talk to Mark at 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, millions and millions of illegal aliens have come into this country. Significant percentage of those, majority of those, we know nothing about. They've come into the country and they're unidentified. They're unknown. The ruling class, our government has failed us. And now I want you to pay attention to what I'm going to tell you. It was just last week when 12 Republicans got together with the Democrats to vote on a so-called marriage law, which will be used, as Mike Lee has pointed out, to go after those of you who do not believe in anything but traditional marriage, particularly go after small businesses, think tanks, and religious organizations, and religious schools and religious-oriented hospitals. Among those who supported that strongly and negotiated was a guy by the name of Tom Tillis. He's the senator, one of them, from North Carolina. He wants to be governor of North Carolina. That's the rumor. Tom Tillis and his ilk, they see that the Senate is very, very tight. They see that they can bring along 6, 8, 10, 12 Republicans with them. The Romneys the Collinses, the Murkowskis, and the McConnells. That vote on the marriage issue could not have happened without Mitch McConnell greenlighting it. But he's a coward. So he pushed it through. He didn't vote for it. But it's done. Now they're on to the next subject. You know what it is? Amnesty. In the lame duck session... A minority of Republicans, but nonetheless, including the leadership, want to work with the Democrats to give millions of individuals amnesty. These would be the same Republicans who are trashing Donald Trump about the Constitution. Does it sound like they care about the rule of law and the Constitution? All right, right scoop. The Senate is about to shove through a pathway to citizenship for dreamer illegals, thanks to Republican Tom Tillis. Tom Tillis is behind both of them, the Marriage Act and this. Here's the Washington Post. Senators Tom Tillis and Kirsten Sinema have reached an agreement on a draft framework of immigration reform compromises. Sources familiar with the situation tell me this is the Washington Post. Notice how so many of the Republicans are cut out of the entire process, but she's, he's working with McConnell. None of this would happen without McConnell. They involve issues such as the fate of dreamers, quote-unquote, brought here illegally as children, and the processing of asylum seekers at the southern border. Will the 10 Republican senators necessary to overcome a filibuster go along? Asked the Washington Post. A white paper laying out this Tillis Cinema blueprint is circulating on Capitol Hill. Congressional aides and advocates plugged into the talks tell me that the details are in flux. Here's a partial list of the major items it contains. 
some form of path to citizenship for two million dreamers. Notice how we call people dreamers now, not illegal aliens. It's amazing. A large boost in resources to speed up the processing of asylum seekers, including new processing centers and more asylum officers and judges. All that means is more people coming. More resources to expedite the removal of migrants who don't qualify for asylum. Really? Well, if the administration won't allow them to be removed, it doesn't matter. A continuation of the Title 42 COVID health rule restriction on migrants applying for asylum until the new processing centers are operational with the aim of a one-year cutoff. That fixes nothing. That puts it off for a year. More funding for border officers. Now, what's not there, Mr. Producer? Securing the border. The wall. The idea behind this compromise is this. It gives Democrats protections for two million dreamers and beefed up defenses of due process rights of some migrants. Due process rights? It gives Republicans faster removal of migrants who fail to qualify for asylum to prevent them from remaining in the country, a continued restriction on applications for next year, and more border security. There's not more border security. You could have 10 million, 10 million more border security uh, uh, workers. If the administration won't allow them to do their job, it doesn't matter. So Tillis is going to sell out the American people. He's going to sell out the people in North Carolina. There are businesses in North Carolina who thrive on illegal immigration, and he damn well knows it. And this is what the rhinos give you. And again, none of it will be happening but for McConnell. It remains to be seen whether enough Republicans or Democrats, rights, rights group, will support this in the Senate. The Republican senator from North Carolina knows this, but would seem to have other plans to try and get this through with Democrats still in charge. In other words, they know when the Republicans take the House, it can't happen. Tom Tillis is quickly becoming one of the worst Republicans we have in the Senate. One of the worst. I thought you should know. Always Mr. Bipartisanship. He's a nobody. He's a backbencher. But because it's so close, he can make the difference. And so can the other reprobates in the Republican Party. This is a disaster. And what do you think about this? We have a sufficient number of Republicans, perhaps up to 30% of the Republicans in the Senate, led by Mitch McConnell, who are trying to get massive spending through, increase the debt ceiling by a massive amount of money, voted on this marriage law that will impact every single religious institution, now want to give amnesty to illegal aliens, And they want to get it all done in the lame duck while the Democrats control the House with Nancy Pelosi and, of course, control the Senate. They want to get it all done before the Republicans take over the House. This is why I'm so furious with so many of these Republicans. Because they don't have their act together. They can't even vote on a speaker. Get your speaker. Get McCarthy in there. If you don't like him down the road, then deal with it. Get him in there. Get your senior management in there. Get these committees set. Hit the ground running at 12 and one second on January 3rd at noon and one second, which is when they take over. 
But there's a lot of preparatory work that has to be done. This is why I and now other conservatives are saying this is preposterous. What's taking place here? Tom Tillis is running the show. Mitch McConnell's behind the scenes running the show. The liberal Republicans in the Senate are in control with the Democrats. And that includes entire Republican leadership. They're allowing all this to occur. Thune, Cornyn, Bassaro, all of them. They're cutting their deals with the Democrats. They'll vote for it or against it, depending on how many votes they need and what's going on in their home state. This is how it works. They deceive you. They connive you. Now stop screwing around in the House. We're going to hold you responsible for what this Senate's doing. They need to see some strength. They're laughing at you. Now, what is the point? If the Republicans are going to work with the Democrats to give them their Democrat agenda, that this thing that was I just read you in the Washington Post would tell us it doesn't secure the border. They get amnesty, we don't even get a wall. Does that make sense to anybody? And we're giving amnesty to two million people while four or five million people have come into this country already illegally? What, are they going to be in line for amnesty next? Answer is yes, of course. How do we know? Because Schumer said so. About a week ago, all illegal aliens should get amnesty. It's what he said. They should be on the road to citizenship. All of them. You see, this is why they hate Trump, and this is why they will hate DeSantis, or they will hate a Pompeo and hate others. Because they stand up to China, and most of these politicians have members of their families and friends that are on the take with China. I'm being honest with you. Because they stand up to illegal immigration, and most of these politicians are sellouts on illegal immigration. They do not want a conservative in there. They do not. And the reason why the media keep asking questions about Trump, even though he's an ex-president and not Biden, is because the media do the bidding of the establishment, both parties. That's exactly what they're doing. You don't have Democrats on these shows being asked questions about Biden's role and taking money, according to Peter Schweizer, and not just him, emails and text men. No, you have them covering them up. They're the Praetorian Guard, as I've said for decades. When we come back, it's time that we patriots, those of us who love our Constitution, those of us who love capitalism, and those of us who love electoral victory confront the so-called populists. I read a piece at the Daily Signal, which is part of the Heritage Foundation, which was embarrassingly incoherent. Nonetheless, it was pushing 
the notion of populism. And it says we have to surrender this old-fashioned free market conservatism. Oh, really? Oh, really? I want to talk about this when we return because the nitwits who keep pushing this don't even know what the hell they're talking about. They don't even define their terms. What do they mean? You know what populism is? Economic populism? It's a form of soft socialism. They don't mind the government running certain industries. They don't mind the government regulating up to its eyeballs certain industries. Just not as much as the Marxist left. But they don't tell us where the line of demarcation is. Or when the government should kick in. Or how much should kick in. Or where these genius masterminds are going to come from. Since we can't seem to find them already in the government. Who are the people who are capable of doing these things? They never explain those things to us. You know why? Because they can't. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, our great nation was founded on the principle of all men are created equal. But far too many of our nation's colleges and universities, including those in the so-called Ivy League, continue to insist on using race as a factor for admissions. And the Supreme Court is deciding a case on this subject right now. But there's a unique American college that doesn't discriminate based on race. It never has, and it never will. And it's my favorite college, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale was founded in 1844 to educate, quote, all persons, irrespective of nationality, color, or sex, unquote. It continues that policy today, admitting students on the strength of their character, ability, and intentions, not their heritage or background. My friend Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College, recently published an article explaining Hillsdale's colorblind policies and its related refusal of government funding, even indirectly in the form of federal student aid. Read it for yourself at levinforhillsdale.com. And after you read it, you may even want to support Hillsdale with a year-end gift. So please go read Dr. Arn's article today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, Bill Crystal used to talk about conservatism as nationalism. He may not recall that, but he did. And our conservatism as populism. Now we have a brand new breed that talks about conservatism as a failure. And they talk about national populism or populist nationalism. And they know the foggiest idea what they're talking about. I do not get impressed by self-aggrandizing pseudo-intellectuals. And they say that it's politically untenable. Really. Who was the last president who ran on, literally, conservative principles, economic, moral, and otherwise? Reagan. Did he win? He went to the biggest landslides in American electoral history. We don't try to espouse conservative principles anymore. Romney, McCain, the Bushes. These people were not conservatives. They were Republicans. Tom Tillis, Republicans. Richard Nixon, Republicans. Chris Christie, Republicans. 
So the idea that if somebody espouses, knows how to explain, persuade, market, conservative principles, that they can't win. Well, then they're not conservatives who speak this way. They're rhinos, or they're something else. Populism hasn't been vetted. Populism hasn't been defined. Populism hasn't told us what its, what its guidelines are. Populism, 150 years ago, was socialism. Socialism. Make America Great Again, that was 1984. That was Reagan's campaign line. Remember that, Mr. Producer? So you can believe in making America great again. You know, Ludwig von Mises pointed out, and he's right, that nowhere in all of his writings did Marx ever ever define what a class is. What's the middle class? What's the he never defined them. Just like the so-called populist today never defines them. What are they talking about? Who do they mean? Now, ambiguity may be the coin of the realm for them. It ain't for me. I want to talk more about this in hour two. Because it's very important. Because we have a lot of yakking going on with a lot of, a lot of intelligence. And I, I want to address this. I will not humiliate those who need a few more lessons on, uh, on how to write and think, reason. But I will address what they're writing and thinking. Of course, the fact is we've never had a pure capitalist system, a pure free market system, and yet it is a fundamental part of who we are and how we operate. It is is interlinked with individual liberty and, and progress and knowledge. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. So what is populism? For the revolutionary supporters of populism? Does it mean we the people? Does it mean the majority? How do we know what the majority want? By voting for candidates or against candidates? Hmm. Well, that's every two years. What if our views change in the meantime? And who is it that determines what the majority wants? Who is it that determines what's populist in terms of policies? The working people, the middle class, they say. 
Marx used to talk about classes, but as I told you before, as von Mises pointed out, or Mises, he never defined it. He never defined it. What do we mean by this? The Marxists always talk about the people. Their revolutions are always for the people. People like Joe Biden always talk about democracy and the people. What do they mean by the people and democracy? Now, the way our Constitution is set up with divided powers, three branches, really a fourth, the bureaucracy as well. How do we know what the people want and how do we execute and institute the people's will? It's a little more complicated, isn't it, America? When we talk about unalienable rights, does it matter what the majority thinks? Does it matter what's populist or not? These are unalienable rights given to us by God. It has nothing to do with populism. Does it? What is capitalism? At bottom, what is capitalism? Capitalism is your freedom to use your intellectual and physical labor. To use your brain power or your labor power to make something, to create something, to produce something, to acquire something. If that is taken away, or it is in a significant way interfered with by the government, then you're no longer free. You only have so much time on this earth, right? And you spend a lot of it at work, don't you? Well, that's why you work. To acquire things. Whether it's food and a home, whether it's heat, or air conditioning, or whether it's great wealth, whatever it is, it is. So what's populism? Well, the government should be used to help working people. Working people? Yes, working people. Everybody thinks they're a working person. Don't they? Except those who are on the dole, and they could care less. But all the people who work, if you don't earn a lot of money, that doesn't mean you're not a working person. If you're working, if you earn a modicum of money, that doesn't mean you're not a working person. You're working. If you make enormous sums of money, that doesn't mean you're not a working person. You're still working. So what's a working person? And what do we mean by middle class? Now, the government sets it up very neatly in order to turn one group against another by grouping us. But what's this middle class stuff? That comes straight from Marx, although he doesn't define it. And he was challenged often, by the way. And he was caught because he says, well, there's subclasses, and but he would never define it. 
So it is a mirage, isn't it? Set up for tax purposes, set up for political purposes, to turn one American against another. Hatred is a very powerful force. Jealousy is a very powerful force. It's also a distraction. It's intended to create resentment. So what is populism? Well, populism is the opposite of corporatism. But it sounds to me that populism is about government. Government. Now, what is conservatism? I wrote a whole book on it. It's called Liberty and Tyranny. Conservatism is not merely an economic model. It's a way of living. Populism is not a way of living. Populism can't even be defined in any coherent or logical way. And, and one populist won't agree with another populist. And when I hear Josh Hawley talk about it or others who attempt to write about it, but are not particularly intelligent or substantive about what they're writing, it just sounds like a soft socialism to me. Programs to help the middle class. Wow. We've never tried that before, have we? And what does that mean exactly? What programs? And who's going to run them? And who's going to fund them? Which department? Which agency? I mean, after all, the rubber does have to hit the road, right? So why would we reject the Declaration of Independence? Unalienable rights have nothing to do with populism. Your Constitution has absolutely nothing to do with populism. In fact, there are barriers built into your Constitution to prevent it. We call it mobocracy. So if we lose votes, like we lost this last time and so forth and so on, then the Senate should be free to do whatever it wants, right? There should be no filibuster rule. If they have the majority, it's called populism, right? Well, then if that's not populism, what is? Then what is? Well, doing what's in the interest of most of the people. Well, who, who determines that? Bernie Sanders thinks that's government-run socialist health care. That's populism, isn't it? How does populism fit in the constitutional structure exactly? Or how does it fit into the Marxist structure, for that matter? It fits into the Marxist structure much more comfortably than it does into the constitutional structure. Why is that? Because the Constitution doesn't focus on groups, on classes. It focuses on your individual liberty. And what these nouveau or metrosexual populists, if you will, are arguing for is something that they cannot define, that in fact is not definable. They can make their best shot, but it doesn't work. Limited government. We can't argue for limited government anymore. Why not? People are furious with the government, but they want more programs. That's because people need to be spoken to 
talked to, informed, persuaded. Which politicians do that today in the Republican Party? You can count them on one hand. One hand. Populists basically abandon the argument. So they dismiss it. That old system doesn't work. What good does it do? I don't know. It created the Industrial Revolution, the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth. The largest, quote unquote, middle class on the face of the earth. More medicines, more technologies, more foods, more housing than any other system on the face of the earth. I don't know. What do you think, folks? And where's populism? Are they talking about Huey Long populism? What are they talking about? They don't even know what they're talking about. It's a label. Well, you can't run on limited government. It doesn't work. You can't run on capitalism. It doesn't work. You can't run on a smaller government. It doesn't work. Of course it works. One of our greatest presidents in American history with the greatest electoral victories of any modern president even much bigger than FDR, much bigger than FDR. Ronald Reagan showed us how to do it. So why do we abandon Reagan? Why do we do that? The economy exploded in growth. The economy grew by 25% during his presidency. Massive. 25 million jobs created from the beginning to the end of his presidency right into the Clinton presidency. So many new businesses started. Such a vibrant economy. Extraordinarily popular president. More popular than all the... Well, let me put it to you this way. What's the great difference between a Tom Tillis rhino and a populist? Well, look at immigration. Well, well, look at immigration. Populists could have it both ways, right? Secure the border, don't secure the border. What about the debt? Populists can have it both ways, right? We need to increase the debt in order to spend more money on programs that help the working man and woman. Or we need to cut the debt because inflation hurts the working man and woman. What are the principles of populism? What are they exactly? The stupidity of these arguments. I expect better from the Heritage Foundation. You want to make your case? Please do. I'm more than happy to hear it and read it and know it. Please. Point to it. Show us. Have some really smart people tell us about it. We don't need to hear from pseudo-intellectuals. Smart people. whomever they are and they can lay it out for us because so far it sounds like bumper sticker logic and not much more and we can't run on that and we can't outdo socialists and Marxists so where does that leave us well liberty is a very powerful word And if it's properly understood in the context of society and economics, 
and it can be used properly in politics and communication. It's a very powerful tool. Unfortunately, and I mean this, the Republicans have abandoned it, and so have these many of these young pseudo-intellectuals who've done the same thing. As I said, conservatism is more than economics, but it certainly is economics. It's a way of life. That's a way of, of viewing the world. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Sunday. That's why I tell you, forget about the news on Sunday. Do not watch these Sunday shows. Meet the depressed. Deface the nation. They are propaganda mills. These are Democrats who run these programs. Just frustrate you. And, uh, of course, um, they're coming to the rescue of Hakeem Jeffries. He's not an election denier. Only Republicans can be election deniers. Not Hakeem. No. So now they're attacking Hakeem Jeffries. He's a historic figure. Just like Nancy was a historic figure. You can't attack her. You can't attack these historic figures, ladies and gentlemen. And yet Hakeem Jeffries was and is an election denier. He's also a left-winger whose anti-Semitic and racist uncle is close to him, and he's close to him, even though he doesn't agree with his quote-unquote theories. You know, that Jews are rats. It's a theory. Then we have this guy, Raphael Warnock, who's running for the Senate. It's historic. Don't question him. Now, Herschel Walker, who's an African-American, he's a joke. But you see, Raphael Warnock is historic. Now, they've spent $100 million down there trying to destroy... Herschel Walker, this is why people just don't want to run for office. It's a lot of money to change somebody from who he is to what they want him to be. And yet we know information about Warnock and that none of it came up over the weekend. They're asking everybody about Trump, who wants to get rid of the Constitution, don't you know? Unlike the Democrats who, you know, 
They support it. They support the framers. They support our history. They support our monuments. Come on now. Trump, four years in office, didn't he demonstrate he wanted to burn down the society and rip up the Constitution? Remember that? Remember him marching to the National Archives trying to get a copy of it in order to burn it? Remember that? No, actually, I don't. But Republicans, the bad ones, really are pukes. They take the bait, they bite the hook, and they go, yeah, that's outrageous. But here's Warnock, who wants to be reelected as a U.S. senator, and nothing about his ties with anti-Semitism, his ties with racism, his laudatory comments about Louis Farrakhan and his uncle, Leonard Jeffries, nothing, not a word. The fact that he's a slumlord, nothing, not a word. The fact that he abused his wife, nothing, not a word. We know all about Herschel Walker, or at least the allegations. And on top of that, the guy's a Marxist who hates the country. And then I see voters on TV saying, Herschel, I can't understand why people support him. I'm, I'm going with Warnock. You go, wait a minute. What? We'll see what happens. But the media have made it known who they support. They've been working on it all weekend. They don't ask any questions. They come to the guy's defense, because I told you before, they don't give a damn about anti-Semitism or racism or any of it. They want to use it against Trump and Republicans and ignore it when the Democrat Party, which embraces all of it, is involved in it. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. So, uh, Natan Levy is a uh, UFC fighter. Pretty well known. Not on the top tier, but he's very, very good. And I was watching the UFC Saturday, as is my want, Mr. Producer. And uh, a lot of good fights. A lot of great fights, actually. And at a press conference Saturday, he's uh, Jewish, and he's an Israeli. And uh, he had a few words for Kanye West, 
who is a, uh, in my view, a neo-Nazi and a obviously an anti-Semite. Also, he probably has uh, real mental issues. Cut five, go. Yeah, you know, I think life is uh, too short to hate. So uh, to all these hateful people, you know, um, sucks for you. I pity you. Um, and other than that, you know, Kanye West, if you got a problem with me or my people, come see me, bro. Have you know has have you noticed kind of like when he when he starts saying all of these things, I feel like a lot of people on Twitter, there's this big rise. And now they think they can also say it because Kanye is saying, it. have you noticed that, too? Uh, trust me, I've noticed it. I get a lot of uh, lovely DMs all the time. Uh, I am Jewish. It's what I am. It's what I was born. Uh, I'm very proud of it. And I will fight for it. I will fight for my people in the octagon or wherever need be. Um, and I will not stand for anti-Semitism. I won't stand for any racism. Not around me. Don't bully anybody around me or I'm going to find you. That's a tough dude, by the way. He won on Saturday. He's got a winning streak going. So there you go. Guy's not quite a victim, is he, Mr. Producer? And I want you to hear from Margaret Brennan, who sets up Mike Turner, a Republican from Ohio, chairs that intel committee, I think, in the House, or one of those committees, and he is a complete nincompoop because he takes the bait. And I, I would just ask you, is this what reporters do to Democrats? Did they ever ask Obama about his anti-Semitic connections or anything of the sort. Cut four, go. So having Absolutely. classified documents at the same place where they're having the dinner, which were so not... So here we are, classifying documents, having classified documents at the same place where he had dinner with Kanye West and the other guy. See how she tries to link... What does one have to do with the other? I mean, Obama had a conga line of Muslim Brotherhood, CARE... Al Sharpton, anti-Semites, racists, American haters, pouring through the White House. Right? M- Margaret, Margaret Brent. Who is she, by the way? How did she get that job at Deface the Nation? Go ahead. So having Absolutely. classified documents at the same place where they're having the dinner, which were not well, that's, that's necessarily not. securely held and their government records that should be in government property all those things together the problem that that is a preposterous question i mean it's just unbelievable to me and they're encouraged to do this stuff go ahead well, the FBI raided his home. It's, well, there are not classified documents there. But I, all of these are issues of judgment. The premise and is saying you, he doesn't know who he's having dinner <clears throat> with at that home. These are all issues of judgment. And a political process has to go forward. And I believe voters are smart. And they'll take those things into consideration in a political process. All right. And now Liz Cheney's out there saying Trump is the enemy of the Constitution. Now, she sits on the committee with Jamie Raskin, who is a red who comes from a family of reds. So why do the media get a quote from Liz Cheney? I could tell you what Liz Cheney's going to say. Why do they do that? It's incredible to me. But of course, it's not going to stop, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to stop. 
And this is the propaganda. They're already starting with DeSantis. They're already starting to hammer DeSantis. But Chris Christie's out there, and he'll be fine, right, Mr. Producer? How do you spell niece, by the way? Do you know how to spell niece? Look it up quickly. Do you know how to spell niece? What's that? Not not niece. Niece. Like nephew and niece. N-E-I-C-E, right? Did you look that up, Richie? N-E-I-C-E? Or N-I-E-C-E? Is it N-I-E-C-E? Yeah, it's N-I. Sorry, I have to I have to work on my staff, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Chris Christie's niece bit and kicked deputies trying to escort her off a Spirit Airlines flight after she asked passengers who she thought were Latino if they were smuggling cocaine. Reports say. Now, Chris Christie has a lot of opinions, America, about everything, including the Trump children. This is by Hannah Getahan, whatever, the business insider. Shannon Epstein, the niece of former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, was arrested on Spirit Airlines. She reportedly asked passengers she thought were Latino if they were carrying cocaine. She had to be handcuffed to a wheelchair, the Times-Picayune reported. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie's 25-year-old niece was arrested on a handful of charges, including six counts of battery, after causing a scene on a Spirit Airlines flight departing from Louis Armstrong International Airport on Thanksgiving Day. Before the plane's departure for New Jersey, she reportedly made passengers uncomfortable after asking a family she perceived to be Latino if they were, quote, smuggling cocaine, Captain Jason Rivarde of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office told the Times-Picayune. After employees requested she be removed from the flight, Epstein resisted and began struggling with the deputies. Six deputies were injured, including one who was bit by Epstein. Another deputy was kicked in the groin, the outlet reported. She was eventually detained after seven deputies handcuffed her to a chair. But Christie's niece reportedly taunted law enforcement by telling them they would get in trouble for arresting her as a result of Christie's connections to former President Donald Trump. She was released from Jefferson Parish Correctional Center the same day after paying $10,750 in bail. She's set to appear in court on January 23. Mm-hmm. Christie was asked for comments, and he didn't provide any. That seems a little unusual, doesn't it? Shouldn't they be saying, what do you think of your niece's conduct? Right after they say, what do you think of Donald Trump's dinner? As if we care what Christie cares about Donald Trump's dinner. But isn't that interesting? Nobody's, he's not responding to that question. Of course, I don't hold that against Christie, hold it against him. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, he's quite silent, which is very unusual for uh, Chris Christie, don't you think, Mr. Producer? 
He's a blowhard, but he's not a blowhard here. Then we have Angelo Caruso, who has, he leads Media Matters. He's a, uh, a nasty left-wing hack. And, uh, of course, he has a whole history of social media posts that are anti-Semitic, that are homophobic, even though apparently he's gay. Uh, so I guess he could do fill-ins for Joy Reid from time to time, given what she's had on her platform. It's amazing. Joy Reid's on MSNBC. Sharpton's on MSNBC. This clown was on MSNBC yesterday. There's no limits, you see, if you're on the left. No limits. Nobody asked Liz Cheney her opinion of that. And by the way, Dizzy Lizzie, I think you're the one who's destroying the Constitution. And so he was talking about normalization of extremism. That could spill over to other apps if they follow Twitter. So, of course, Angelo, may I call you Angelo? I think I will. Angelo is on the war against Elon Musk, and like all the others on the left, they're trying to at least verbally destroy Twitter. It's not going to happen. Cut nine, go. There is some mitigations that can happen. As you know, there's an advertiser sort of po- push, which I don't think fixes or prevents it entirely, but what it does do is control the speed dial for how fast things and how bad things could get, but how fast they could get. So that's one thing. It's sort of so in other words, that- boycott Twitter and put pressure on their advertisers. Well, their advertisers are coming back. Their biggest advertisers come back. So this is sort of that totalitarian mindset, America. The totalitarian mindset. You either conform, and you agree with us, you either become a surrogate for the radical left Marxists and the Democrat Party, you either become a surrogate for we on the left and the haters and Biden and all the rest, or we will try to destroy you and bankrupt you. And smear you. Go ahead. Some of it. And then the second thing is, what are the types of takeaways here that can be, get, that can be prevented? Because this stuff is going to spill over to other platforms. And what I'm really worried about, like just today, Elon Musk is bragging advertisers are coming back when in fact they're not. And what I worry is that at some point this becomes so normalized that the industry starts to adapt and roll back a lot of their types of policies and preventions and protections around this. You see, you see, you see, we can't have that. We can't have them support free speech. Can we? No, we can't have them support free speech. Can't have them roll back their policies. And so here, after we have electronic and documentary evidence that the prior regime at Twitter had its hand on the balance for the Democrats, for Biden, for the state, this guy, Angelo Caruso, He's out there saying, we can't have that, so we need to teach all the other platforms a lesson by destroying Twitter. That's all. Otherwise, it'll spread. Liberty will spread. Free speech will spread. That's Media Matters. Now, one of their senior advisors, one of their kooks, last time I checked anyway, is on the board of directors of Cumulus Broadcasting. The mothership for this program, among other things. Why is that? Don't we believe in freedom and broadcasting and all the rest of it here? Apparently not. It's very bizarre, quite frankly. (gasps) What did you say? I said what I said. 
This media matters is poison. It's a cancer in the body politic. It's a thigh rash. I could get worse, but I won't because it's radio, not a podcast. It's a disaster. And anybody associated with any broadcast company should have nothing to do with them. Sorry, that's my opinion. And yes, free speech. We'll be right back. Mark in. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've been accused of being culturally illiterate. And so I want to make up for that. I really do. With this song, Mr. Producer, go right ahead. We've always been way ahead of the times. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492. 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800 800- 
630-1492 or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number eight seventy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a big election in Georgia. Um, and these elections matter. I want the people of Georgia, of Georgia to know. Because we will not be able to eliminate those 87,000 new IRS agents and do all kinds of other things we need to do for the quote-unquote middle class. Now, I hope you got to see the show on Life, Liberty, and Live In last night. You can always DVR it. I mean, my wife sets the DVR on it all the time just in case we're not home, but we're almost always home. But I want you to hear this from the Daily Mail. You didn't hear this on any of the Sunday shows. It's all about Trump. The IRS is coming for couches, TVs, and wedding registries. Lawmakers put up a fight against Biden rules that force Americans to fill out tax forms on all Venmo and PayPal transactions over $600. You up to speed on this? Well, now you're about to be. Republicans are crying foul after the IRS reminded, reminded Americans they will have to report their $600 transactions on Venmo and PayPal to the IRS. In a provision that the Biden administration claimed was to crack down on wealthy tax cheats. Of course, you're all wealthy tax cheats. We know this. The American Rescue Plan. Oh, they're going to rescue us. Required taxpayers add to their 1099K gross payments for goods or services that exceed $600. Wow. That's going to catch almost everybody. The IRS posted an explainer Tuesday reminding taxpayers the reporting threshold for a 1099K form will be lowered from $20,000 to $600 to get the rich people, don't you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, all those rich people with the $600. It's to get you, for God's sakes. And all these morons that vote Democrat. Hey, Democrat, for the people. For the people, vote Democrat. The number of transactions that trigger receiving a form will also be lowered from 200 to 1. The change applies to payments on third-party processors, such as Venmo or PayPal. And as for transactions such as part-time work, side jobs, or selling goods, if you sold a couch... Resold tickets at the price you paid, at the price you paid, or just did some extra work on the side, you could trigger great scrutiny from the IRS and their new 87,000 agents. Did you hear what I just said? Failure to report such payments could trigger an audit since the IRS obtains a copy of the 1099-K form directly from third-party payment processors. 
This is big business. Big trouble. No wonder they need those 87,000. Maybe they need 187,000. Maybe they need a million and 87,000 agents. The new policy is aimed at closing the tax gap by bringing in $8.4 billion from 2013 to 2021, according to the Joint Committee on Taxation. It was put forth as a way to help pay for the $3.5 trillion American Rescue Plan, a social and climate spending program. It always winds up being you. You remember when, when Biden said he won't raise taxes on the quote-unquote middle class? Well, he's going to raise your taxes and he's going to audit you. You're not going to know what hit you. Can you afford a tax lawyer or an accountant to help defend you? Can you? Professionals have estimated the number of 1099 Ks alone that could be doled out is as high as 20 million. In other words, 20 million filings. As of May 2022, the IRS had a backlog of 21.3 unprocessed paper tax returns. The 1099K tsunami is coming in January. Arshi Siddiqui, a former aide to Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and a lobbyist for the Coalition for 1099K Fairness. Wait, what a job. Wouldn't you love that job, Mr. Producer? It's on my card right here. Told Bloomberg Tax, we're talking about millions of 10Ks going out, some of which are based on transactions that do not even trigger tax liability. Folks. It's just unbelievable. It's now unlikely that either chamber of Congress will push through a bill to reverse the change before tax forms starting start going out in January. Millions of Americans, you know, mom and pops who sell online or who take Venmo at a garage sale or are going to get confusing forms. John Burlow, senior fellow, a director of finance and policy told the DailyMail.com. Some cases, they don't owe any taxes at all. Like when you sell us goods, it's actually a tax loss. The burden of proof is going to be on them to dig up old receipts for an item they may have bought 10 years ago to prove they don't owe anything. Good Lord. Put anybody in prison for any damn thing. If you're a taxpayer that might have previously felt comfortable filing your own taxes, you might now worry. You might be confused, so it could potentially result in increased costs for families and wasted time preparing your tax forms. Gary Hoglund, tax expert at Americans for Prosperity, told the Daily Mail. Burlow said the reporting change would not be an effective way to crack down on wealthy cheats. He said if they're wealthy, they already have the accounts, the advisors that know all the deductions in the tax code. You got this, folks? Americans receive 600 on Venmo. Politicians receive 40 million from San Bankman Freed. I guess that's okay. And it goes on. So I want to thank all of you who have voted for Democrats and those in Georgia who are going to be voting for Warnock. And you're going to get kicked in the, uh, in the genitalia. And you won't know what hit you, and they'll pretend, well, that's the IRS, what do you want from me? The Democrats slipped this into the bill. 
They slipped this into the bill. And I don't care if you have accountants or not, this is going to be an absolute disaster. An absolute disaster. So you have to track every time there's a $600 transaction. Now, here's the thing. Is that one transaction for $600 or cumulative transactions adding up to $600? I have no idea. Nobody has any idea. We have to file multiple reports. I mean, in addition to trying to keep track of your lives, trying to pay for food, trying to pay for gasoline, trying to care for your kids. The Democrats, hello, the Democrats just imposed this on all of you. So you folks out there, and there's not many in this audience, thank God, you're too smart. But you folks out there vote Democrat. Oh, they're for the people. They're for the people. No, they're swindlers. They're for screwing the people. Look what they've done in two years. They've driven up the cost of everything. That you where you want the prices to go down, and they've driven down the price of everything where you want the cost to go up. And now this. Ooh. $600. Where did that come from? Somebody thought it up. And then they tell you it's to get the rich. The threshold's $20,000. So the vast majority, you didn't have to worry about this. Now it's $600, and the vast majority of you do. PayPal and Venmo and the rest. I guess I won't be using them. Nobody should use them. You want to know why? $600 or no $600. I don't want people tracking me. Do you, Mr. Producer? I want people tracking me. 87,000 new IRS agents. Green IRS agents. They need something to do. Now they know. If they're coming after you, it's not the billionaires. It's not the millionaires. And this is a Democrat Party special. And you watch. They're still going to turn out. <laughs> Tomorrow, Warnock, man of the people, Democrat, Democrat. I'll be right back. Mark in. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Pathway to Citizenship, the war on religion, marriage, law, um, massive spending omnibus bill, massive debt ceiling increase, $600 on your shoulders every time it's spent. I think of the people out there, the electricians and the plumbers and the painters, the handymen, the mechanics, the bricklayers, the roofers. I think of the truck drivers. I think of the Lyft and the Uber and the taxi drivers, the bus drivers. I think of the landscapers. Seriously. All those people out there. 
who are breaking their backs. They're trying to survive under the Biden economy. And they're the ones being attacked. $600? To get the wealthy? When it used to be a 20 grand? Is this a joke? And this is, this is how tyranny works. And this is how totalitarian regimes work. They keep you busy chasing paperwork. And if they ever want to punish you, they'll take a look at the regulations, in this case, the tax code, and they will make it abundantly clear that you violated it. This year you wouldn't violate it, but next year you will have violated it. Alexis de Tocqueville talked about this sort of thing. He praised the United States. He traveled America. He wrote two volumes in the mid-1800s. Democracy in America, as you know. Democracy in America. And uh, he talked about the lack of the regulatory state and so forth that Europe had had. He talked about the United States being uniquely different in that regard. It's just too bad. And here we are. This is this is what's going on. And I don't know how we reverse it. I don't know how we do it. You see the Republicans, do they seem interested in it? No. No, no, they're busy being populists or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you call it. They're busy uh, passing other laws. And you know what? It gets worse and worse. It's law layered on top of law, regulation layered on top of regulation, tax layered on top of tax, and there's strict liability. In other words, you have to comply with it, whether you understand it or not. This is what's always amazed me. To have a voting ID card or a picture ID, they've always said, you know, minorities are incapable of doing this. It's too complicated because they're racists and it's the ends justify the means. But now the $600 thing, you don't hear that, do you? How are people supposed to track that? How are people supposed to track that? Well, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to successfully. And here's the problem. These big corporations like Venmo and PayPal, they're going to track it. They'll just add it to their software. They'll track it. They'll report it to the IRS. And then you'll hear, Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith, yes? We're from the IRS. Oh. You haven't been reporting your taxes. You've been evading tax evasion. What are you talking about? You've been evading your tax obligations. What are you talking about? Remember that $612 you paid to the guy to paint your house? Yes. You didn't report it. And they'll say to the painter, remember the $612 you received through PayPal or whatever? Yes. You didn't pay taxes on that. What? That's right. That's what's going to happen. And if I were you, I'd be very concerned about it. 
very concerned about it because this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And the Democrats did this. They slipped in. Can you imagine this omnibus bill they're working on, Mr. Producer? What do they have in mind there? What do they have in mind there? Seriously. What are they going to slip into there? So, anyway, let's take a call. Do we have any callers there? I'm sure we do. I mean, I'm... I'm trying to think this through. It's uh, it's really quite appalling. It's going to catch a whole bunch of you. Law-abiding citizens, all of a sudden, you're going to be John Gotti. And how do you reverse it? You got the five boneheads in the House fighting over a rule here and there, so the House Republicans aren't even organized. You've got the Mitch McConnell crowd with this guy from North Carolina, this complete sellout, and the others going along with these various things. You got the Democrats sneaking stuff in bills. You got Biden signing them. I don't know how the hell we're going to reverse course. We'll see the election outcome, you know, in, uh, in Georgia tomorrow. And I'm concerned about it. Do we have a caller, yes or no? We've got a bunch of callers, apparently. Yes, how may I help? On the Mark Levin app, Mark, Raleigh, North Carolina. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm just so angry right now. I can barely speak. Go right ahead. I'm angry too, Mark. Uh, I'm a constituent, of course, of Tom Tillis, and he rode in on the Tea Party uh, coattails and claimed to be you know, such a grand conservative, and he's been nothing but a disappointment. Uh, he supports, you know, immigration uh, reform, quote unquote. Uh, he's against a right. border wall. Uh, he just goes along with everything. Now he's he's in on this marriage bill to diminish, you know, uh, the family and American marriages. It's mm-hmm. it's just incredible to me how this guy keeps getting reelected. You know, but once you've got a senator, you've got him for six years. One of the things I'm listen. I'm, he, I don't even think he plans to run for the Senate again. And it's like these guys are retiring. They just don't give a damn. They just do whatever they want now. You're exactly right. But that's a long six years of doing whatever they like. And one of the things that people don't think about, they don't talk about, is every time you have someone like Tom Tillis, that's another person who's discouraged into helping contribute to Republican causes. It's another person who's discouraged about getting This is a very important point. I want you to hold on because you brought it up first. They talk about Trump, or they talk about the turnout, they talk about that. And I keep I keep arguing it's McConnell and his guys that do it. This is the kind of thing that waters down enthusiasm for these guys. I want you to expand on that. That's very important. We'll be right back. Plastic Conservative Fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Well, this damn thing is not working. My call screen, Mr. Producer, that means you will have to whisper in my ear at the appropriate time. Not sweet nothings, but the callers. Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak, sir? All right. Mark Raleigh, North Carolina. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, Mark. Uh, It's good to speak with you. I'm a huge fan of yours, so it's such an honor to speak with you this evening. Uh, you. We were speaking now, you, of, made, you uh, made an important point, which is 
a lot of people are sick and tired of sending Republicans to Washington and they lie. They not only do not do what they promise, they throw in with the other side. That's your point, right? Yes, it is. And I've done enough of the uh, thankless uh, phone banking uh, at election time to uh, hear that remark from so many, uh, you know, registered Republican voters who say, you know, what difference does it make if I donate? What difference if I go out to vote? You know, why should I be enthusiastic? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really diminishes the uh, the effort. It sure does. And now you got, it really only takes one or two of these knuckleheads, and then they pull together a group of ten to get over the filibuster issue, and if this Warnock wins, God forbid, all they need are nine. And they have nine. Do we ever have nine Democrats or ten or eleven or twelve Democrats to help us with our agenda, sir? No, they vote in lockstep. Lockstep, we never do. Ever. And so uh, they cause us to lose elections. They don't even have a legislative agenda in the Senate. The Democrats are plotting now. They're pushing. They're working with McConnell. McConnell is a saboteur. McConnell is a backstabber. McConnell likes the power. He likes the accolades that he gets. He's a complete disaster, and so is everybody who put him back in that position. All right, sir. Thank you for your call. Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak next? On the Living app, Frank, Boston, Massachusetts. Frank, how are you, sir? Well, I'm good, but I'm so scared over those taxes, I almost forgot my question, but I haven't. Uh, Yeshiva yes, University and, and the, mm-hmm. this new um, Marriage Act and how mm-hmm. it's going to attack nonprofits. I think one thing that's being missed, though, is the mm-hmm. assumption that that all nonprofits are... are, are uh, uh, what, what, what would you conservative? say? Uh, conservative? Uh, conservative. I mean, a lot, a lot of them now today are not. I mean, uh, in, in your faith, But they example, won't care. Yeah, well, that's right. But in your faith, the anti... Well, they're working against it. In, the, in your faith, the Anti-Defamation mm-hmm. League and mine, the Vatican, there's a new report out a day or two ago from the Vatican asking all religious organizations not to... N- not to spend money by by investing in fossil fuel companies around the world. I mean, with all the problems we have, uh, worrying about uh, stock in, in Exxon doesn't seem to me to be the top one. That's so preposterous. No, it's not. And your pope is extremely political, and the head of the ADL is a political hack, may I say, without any respect. All right, Boston. You know, it's a lovely town. You got lovely restaurants and so forth. The history is unbelievable. And what amazes me all the time about Massachusetts, I'll be honest, so much of the nation was born there. The ideas, so many, Boston, Philadelphia, but so many in Boston. So many of these great men who stood up for individual liberty and against taxation and regulations and all these things we care about. And now it's as if uh, does, none of it matters. None of it. None of it. All right, my friend. I appreciate you very much. Mr. Producer, who's next? Yeah. Joe in Los Angeles. 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Joe, go right ahead. Mark, love you. Hey, um, this is not the most efficient way to generate revenue, and I submit that it's going to curtail a lot of revenue. I'd like to hear what 
uh, Arthur Laffer has to say about this. What tariffs and excises are greater source of revenue right now. This was just dreamed up. Some some congressman said to some bureaucrat, "How can we raise money? Oh, let's do this." Well, now, when we consider that these are armed IRS agents who don't have mm-hmm. the constitutional constraints that law enforcement has, what this really is is going to be a method of power and control where they can yep. shut down my bank account. If they don't like what I say on social media, they can start looking at the revenue I'm generating, shut me down, take money out of my bank account. This is not, it, it has it's frightening. Uh, you're you're 100% revenue. right. Now, how much there's, there, there's no purpose. I mean, they're going to do it. $13.5 billion, you know what? To a government that spends uh, $6 trillion in debt, over a $6 trillion, but this is, this is peanuts. This is nothing. So the whole purpose is, you're right, to harass the average citizen. And to keep track of them without a warrant, quite frankly. That's right. That's right. IRS can take you without a warrant. They can track you without a warrant. They don't have any constitutional constraints at all because they were created long after the Constitution. Well, there are constitutional constraints, but they're not going to need a warrant uh, to demand that that a third party report on you because that third party will happily do it because they don't want any problems and they're just big corporations. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. I'm not trying to be doomsday here, but this is very bad stuff. Very bad stuff. This $600 deal is aimed at you. It's not aimed at billionaires and millionaires. It's aimed at you. Period. It's aimed at the small contractor. It's aimed at the handyman, the small businessman. It's aimed at the people you see driving the the vans with the ladders on them or the glass to replace the glass in the home. That's what it's aimed at. It's aimed at people like that. The people who cut the lawns, the people who pick the food, this is who it's aimed at. This is how you get, quote-unquote, the class all controlled, under control. They slip this crap into these bills right by the Republicans. Now they're going to have 87,000 enforcers to go along with the other 90,000. They already have 90,000, so they're going to have approximately 180,000 IRS agents. For the good of the country, of course, ladies and gentlemen. To get the rich people, of course. You don't need 180,000 IRS agents to get rich people. For God's sakes. You folks look at the CFO of the Trump Organization in, in New York and say, well, that'll never be me. Are you kidding me? That's small potatoes to the government. That's nothing. Fear. Look at communist China. Look at Iran. Look at Cuba. Look at some of the blue states in our own country. What are they up to? Fear, intimidation, control. That's what they're up to. Who's next, Mr. Producer? K, what did you say? KJIR, Patty in Montana. How are you, Patty? KJJR, that's the correct one. Go right ahead. Well, I'm listening to you right now on 1100 out of uh, um, yes, Colorado. God but bless us. I just, I just got a Chase new Chase card, mm-hmm. and not in the rules on on the the normal writing, mm-hmm. but a little piece of paper that was about two inches wide and about 
five inches long and mm -hmm. tiny, tiny fine print. Your rewards points, they will 1099 you on. Oh, really? Yes. Your rewards points. Yeah, on your rewards points. It's unbelievable. Collect them, they will, yep, they're going to 1099 you. And I which means Which means they want you to pay a tax on your rewards points. Right. Otherwise, and why collect the information? Man, it. What's that? <laughs> you have already paid tax on it when you spent it. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah, doesn't matter. Why else would they want that information other than the tax you? Yep, and so, but I just, I'm not going to collect the rewards. I use credit card, but I'm not going to collect the rewards points. They can't <sighs> 99 unless they get to give you the money back. This is what happens. The government is centralized. The government exists to feed the government. And it has an insatiable appetite. It gorges itself all the time. It's got a massive debt that it's created with all this spending the last 20 months. And it's going to look everywhere it can. Even though this is peanuts to them, they don't care. And they want to get all of us used to having to make these reports. And then they will spread beyond this. This is it. It's a toe in the pool. It's a foot in the door. And it's going to get ugly, ugly, uglier. It's, that's what's exactly what's going to happen. Thank you for your call. You can see there are patriots all over the country call into this program. But you can see what's also taking place. And unfortunately, many of our fellow citizens are too damn stupid and too damn brainwashed to understand. Democrat, and uh, for the people, for the people. They screw the people. Where am I, Rich? Oh, here I am. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. to listen to Mika Brzezinski on The Morning Joe and what she has to say about Herschel Walker. Cut 14, go. You know, Herschel Walker, Charlie, is unfit for the job and it's embarrassing. It seems a little racist and condescending uh, in a million different ways. He is um, unmoored. He seems to have a lot of problems, but just intellectually, he's clearly not even remotely close to being up for the job, completely unfit, but I would argue Let's at this stop. point. Now she goes on to Donald Trump in her usual rant. And uh, Joe Biden's uh, rewarded her and her, I guess he's her husband now, with a lobster dinner. But I want you to hear how racist that is. Herschel Walker is not intellectually fit. Not intellectually fit to be a senator, but of course John Fetterman is. Of course, Joe Biden is. Of course, Kamala Harris is. But not Herschel Walker. There it is. Out of her mouth, a racist, stereotypical attack on Herschel Walker. And it's really appalling. From one of the whitest women I've ever seen. You agree with that, Mr. Producer? Even her hair is white, I think. But all that said, the left can get away with this stuff. There's not going to be any, any suspension for this. There's not going to be any kind of retribution from the audience. This won't appear, you know, on Mediaite and 
Media Matters and all the other left-wing kook sites. Richard, Savannah, Georgia, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please, Richard. How you doing, Mr. Levin? I'm good. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> I'd just like to say, Mr. Levin, I hope yes, to sir. think I'm a born-again Christian. Yes. But I just cannot believe that you got a charlatan, a charlatan like Warnock. Yep. Just like this bill they just passed in Congress about a man and a man and a woman marrying a woman. If he believes in the Bible, and he gets in that pulpit, and he preaches that it's all right for a man to marry a man and a woman to marry a woman, and you should kill a baby while the baby's still in the mama's womb, is a charlatan. And I can't believe that Christians in the state of Georgia, Methodists and Baptists, to go along with that, I just can't believe it. Well, have you voted? You're voting tomorrow, right? I'm voting tomorrow. You're absolutely right. Very important that you vote and get out as many people as you can, my friend. Oh, I will. Uh, but, Mr. Levin. Right. Yes, sir. What I'm trying to... I heard you. I heard you. And so did the millions of people listening. Thank you, Richard. Let's go. How much time do I have, Rich? Let's go to Stephen in Maine, XM Satellite. Stephen, uh, how are you? I'm fine, Mr. Levin. I just want to tell you, you are the definition of a class act, and you got two of them behind the scenes that are supporting you right now, Rich Valdez with an S and the other Richie. And if thank I may, you. And sir, by the way, everyone can call me Mark, but thank you. Well, Mark, if I may, I yes, would sir. like to address the senator's in the Republican Party that put McConnell back in here after he betrayed the state of Alaska's Republican Party, their, their endorsed candidate to get yep. Murkowski back in there. Shame on you folks and shame on the senators that did this to their constituents across the United States. Shame of them. They are just shameful for what they put him back in the office. And, and now and now this is why the vote gets depressed. This is why it's nothing to do with Trump, in my view, or it's minimal. It's because it happens every time with McConnell and his team. We do not win the Senate when the Tea Party rises up. We do not win the Senate this time around. We won the Senate when Reagan had long coattails. Um George W. Bush lost the Senate in the House in 2006, and the architect Karl Rove lost it, too. And yet these are the people we have to hear from all the time, and they're uh, backers at the uh, Wall Street Journal editorial page. Thank you for your call, Maine. Stephen in Maine, we've heard from all over the country. I hope you'll join us tomorrow. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and all the men and women out there who want freedom. God bless you, including us. I'll see you tomorrow.